Ladies and gentlemen, this is your time to grow, give, and expand. I'm your host, Doug Myers. Let's get started. Welcome friends, followers, and first-time listeners alike. This is the Grow, Give, Expand podcast, and I'm your host, Doug Myers. And on this edition of the show, I have a real treat for you all as I am joined by the inspirational, the connected, the lovely Nadia Manji. Nadia has an incredible background, growing up in Pakistan with her entrepreneurial parents, to living and working in Kenya, to now residing and operating her business and consultancy in Calgary, Alberta. As described on her website, NadiaManji.com, Nadia is an author, TEDx speaker, and alignment consultant. She's also certified in NLP, a certified hypnotherapist, and a corporate quantum change process practitioner. Her extensive background in physiology and biochemistry makes her a leading authority in human communication, influence, and persuasion at the quantum level. For over a decade, Nadia has studied extensively with leading practitioners in three continents to decode quantum energy and how it affects alignment. Nadia is a sought-out expert in energy, intuition, and communication, bringing together the four areas of mind, soul, thoughts, and feelings, and their imminent effects on performance. She's spoken on many stages, including TEDx in Calgary, where her talk, Aligned Living, discusses the idea of work-life balance and explores her belief of prioritizing alignment over balance. We get into exactly what this means in our conversation on the show as well, but if you do want to watch that TEDx talk, you can do so by searching TEDx Aligned Living on YouTube or simply search Nadia Manji TEDx. Her name is spelled N-A-D-I-Y-A-M-A-N-J-I. It's a short 13 minutes and I do highly recommend it. Out of her TEDx talk experience, she discovered that she wanted to share her story in greater detail by authoring a book. And so in a short nine month span, she accomplished that. Searching for Balance, What a Near-Death Experience Taught Me About the Secret Formula for Life and Business is her first book, and it's available on Amazon, with an updated second edition to be released in the near future. Our conversation touches many corners, but as a theme centers around energy. Specifically, what is energy, and why does it play such a critical role in all facets of life? We discuss other similarly important topics wrapped around that concept of energy, such as the importance of being a why person. That is, always asking why in the context of why does this particular issue, event, situation, emotion, whatever it may be, matter in our lives. We then spend some time learning about what it looks like inside of the coaching relationship with Nadia, in which she pulls back the curtain on what the initial consultation looks like, identifying which areas in a person's life are most important to them, and assessing self-awareness. She also lets us in on what is the most common thing she sees that high-performance business executives and entrepreneurs are struggling with, both in their business and personal lives, as well as discusses the importance of cultivating and creating an environment conducive to success, where environment means not only the physical areas in which you work and live, but also the people around you, your mental headspace, and your spiritual journey. I feel like this is a highly connected conversation, one that as a listener will pull you in and will provoke some questions and thoughts to take away and consider in relation to how you are living your life. 
I thoroughly hope you enjoy listening and learning in this conversation as much as I did. Let's grow, give, and expand with this episode's guest, Nadia Manji. So just before your our podcast, somebody on uh, Messenger got connected. He's an uh, executive and just gave me a missed call from Australia. And I, I missed that call. So out of respect, I called back and then he was busy and then he called me back. It's about just a few minutes we started. So I told him that I called you back out of respect that you try to reach out to me. And uh, I didn't want to sound rude. So I said, let me give you a call. But I wasn't sure if it was a missed dial or... Um, pocket mm-hmm. dial or it was just that you wanted to reach out to me and he says uh just a few seconds he says i like your energy like who are like i liked you because i made you friend but now i want to know more about you so i think that's all about energy how we talk to people and how we connect with people so it happened and i said hello it's already started um i'm doing my podcast today it's all about connection and energy and look at this guy telling me that uh, you have good energy i said cool that's nice yeah, wow. How about that? That's super mm, interesting, eh? Mysterious, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, It was I, like he just reached out to me and then started talking to me. And he uh, he's part of a group where I am part of that group. And sometimes people just want to be interesting talking to each other and try their luck. But usually people who are professionals, they don't do that. So when he did that, so his portfolio looked pretty professional. So I thought maybe he's reaching out for something to find out why I'm part of this group or whatever. And my Facebook uh, picture photo is with my books. So it usually gives that impression to people that there's some serious body here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's like talking to me and then I was talking to him and I said, I'm in the UK, but I'm originally from Australia and uh, I would like to connect with you and uh, know more about yourself. And I said, I'm sure, but it's just, unfortunately, I have a podcast to go to and um, I won't be able to talk to you right now, but we can definitely set up some time. And he says, yeah, sure. Um, you sound amazing and your energy is great. And I said, sure. Mm-hmm. So people sense energy through voice. Definitely. It's definitely. about uh, how you connect to people and what's your message? What's your calling? How you want to connect to people? Mm-hmm. And it's mysterious to how, I don't know, maybe you can possibly explain this, seeing as how this is, this is part of your I field. Think uh, we, we send, energy is like messages, it's like electronic message. Have you heard about this term called telepathy? Like people do telepathically yes. send messages to people. Are you thinking you're sitting in a day, thinking about a person and that person calls you? What really happened in that moment is that thought crossed your mind your wavelength and that person's wavelength matched and energy transferred as a message. So that person read a thought of you and sent you a message. So the more you have those events in your life, the more you're going to believe that energy exists because it's not seen. It's not heard. It's felt. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because I was just going to say, and you, you brought it up on your own accord. So that's almost uh, an affirmation of it happening. But last night I was hanging out in uh, just in the hot tub, kind of reviewing the day. And I was thinking of an event in my life that, or something that needs to be cleared up and a person who will be somewhat impacted by the result of it. And I thought, Oh, it's going to be interesting to have to explain this to them when, when they catch wind of it. And I got back to the house and I picked up my phone and I had a message from them. And I was like, 
no freaking way. <laughs> and it was the exact it, thing that I was looking to share with them. And, and they wanted to know, like, what's going on with this? And so we actually got on the phone and we spoke for like an hour and a half last night, just out, out of the blue. It's called a wavelength and energy. How we met, we were on the table. And sitting with those five or six people, I know Jay, you knew Jay. We had this stranger who got attracted to my energy and she decided, Jennifer, I think, who wanted to sit on our table. And there was one guest who was put out there to sit there, who was super anxious personality about the whole event. So it's how people were put together. It's also how we manifested that for ourselves. And... I think more than 90% of the time, everything we create is what messages we send out mm -hmm. consciously or unconsciously. Absolutely. You know, this is funny. I, I usually start a show with a, <laughs> a formal introduction like, yeah, Nadia Manji, welcome to the Grow, Give, Expand podcast. How are you doing? And I already like the fact that we're into this. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to use that clip. Maybe I'll just keep it in the middle of it, but we are, we're already in a conversation that's happened once before with another person. I'm just like, you know what? Let's just go with it. But to, to maybe just mark the, the start of this per se in a formal way, you are pretty well known. You're a TEDx speaker. You're a, you're a well-known coach and advisor and an educator and a speaker. And, you know, there are a lot of people who do know you, but there are more than enough people who don't. And so, who are you, Nadia, and what do you do? Thank you, Doug, for having me over. I really appreciate that. I was really excited to connect with you today. Um, I am Nadia Manji, <laughs> <laughs> and I help you understand you. I help you understand your life. I help you understand your business. I help you understand everything about you, and that's what excites me. That who you are and how you will show up in this world is what is my excitement and my uh, passion or inspiration. How can I make it easier, better, and greater for you? Mm -hmm. Was this something that you always felt called to do? Or was this something that you stumbled across in time through the work and the communities that you were involved in? How did this come to be for you? Well, this is a very good question, Doug, because usually I'm not asked this question. <laughs> the people are mostly about themselves. And um, as a coach, you always step back to talk about yourself. You always want to make it about your client. So the calling was always since childhood. Um, I was uh, in debate and speaking on the stage and uh, star dancing, singing. Stage was my second home. So stage was always speaking part was always part of my life. Coming to connecting with people was always about understanding people. I understood people from different perspectives. And I always got this feedback from my primary school, elementary school, that people were, people were drawn towards me, my friends, and they would come and share their problems. And I would come up with the greatest solution for their problems. So I was nominated for school head or class prefect, monitor, is because of the personality that you are able to understand people and help them solve their problems. So the journey began at school. And then obviously life happens. You take on and I got married and was part of as an entrepreneur. My husband was an entrepreneur. So we have been entrepreneurs for all our lives. And then going through life's challenges and going through into that losing business, having business, and then restarting and changing places. It just builds that 
resilience and uh, that uh, what you call the dynamics for you that you can manage things. So people, when they would go through those challenges, they were drawn to come towards me. And I was pretty intuitive since childhood as well. So it was a combination of the intuitive intelligence and life intelligence combination of things just took me on this road because businesses, when they don't work out, what stresses and anxiety you go through, you're still coping up with life. And when people see you are doing, they're naturally drawn towards you to ask you, how did you do it? And how did you manage? And that brought this calling that I'm helping people anyways. Why don't I make this my profession? And I just took the right leads, took uh, some calculative risks in my career and being a mom, being a wife, being a businesswoman at the same time coach and then transiting into this multifaceted career was a pretty interesting journey. But it just led me to, one led me to the other. And I think as entrepreneurs or executives, we all understand that it's all one day you wake up and say, I'm going to be this. You just go through your path as it leads you and you discover yourself. That's what life is about. That's what life is all about, that you discover yourself. It's easier to say than done. But once you have faith and you believe in it, it just leads you towards that. Mm -hmm. When you came across that decision, you, you started to realize that that was a direction that you wanted to go. Was it something that you pursued from an educational standpoint? Did you go and learn from a mentor? Did you go and learn from a coach of some kind as well? Or did you say, you know, I feel like I'm just going to be good in this area. And the reason why I asked is because there are a lot of things that I think... Um, new professions in in the world that we are part of now like you don't need a degree to learn how to be a podcaster you don't have to know how to hold a camera property to film a good video per se it certainly helps but you don't necessarily need that training and of course to be able to help somebody and just communicate really well with them is an intuitive skill as you had said so i'm just kind of curious how once you figured out that that's what you wanted to do what did you do to progress in that direction so there's so many like so many things I can talk here and we can sit here for, for the whole day. We could. But I would like to, <laughs> I would like to place um, emphasis on my educational background. Yes, sure. So um, I grew up in an entrepreneur background. My dad is a businessman and entrepreneur built his own wealth and his um, old uh, businesses. So from that uh, aspect, I always was around business. I was surrounded by business-minded people, how businesses were held. So that was there in my background. But my education is physiology and biochemistry. So began the journey with the science background. I always was like inquisitive, curious kid. Why? The why kid, right? Why this and why that? And why are we reading this and why are we are cramming this? So I came across being an intuitive child and seeing things beyond. What is beyond this reality? What is this like? Okay, I'm reading this body, the seven systems of the body in physiology, or I'm doing these chemical reactions in, in the lab. How does it relate to my life? That was always the question. So I finished the studies, did really well. I did double major in physiology biochemistry. They're both very tough subjects. So having to have the business and the science both in my background was actually a blessing that I could understand where I want to lead. And then I married an entrepreneur who needed me. We both were very young, young entrepreneurs as a couple, married young, wanted kids. We had kids young. So life went every time and businesses didn't fall right. I again questioned the the spiritual or the energy or the lesson aspect of that. And those questioning, that's why I tell all my clients, question, ask, 
Ask yourself why. Be the why person. Every situation you are in, just ask why. Why am I going through this? Why this happened to me? Why am I going through the situation and where am I going to lead? So these W questions, why, what, where, when, you should always be part of your life. So from there, it led me. And then in Kenya, my intuitive work, when I tapped into energy work, um, I started combining the science aspect and energy aspect that how something beyond the physical eye or naked eye is working. So I, that inquisitive, inquisitive nature led me to do this work. And I became very good at it. And everybody, word of mouth, I've been just too spoiled, I think. that word of mouth has always played a great role in my uh, work of success is that people felt better and they immediately went and sent someone to me that helped this person out. Now, I don't know what is that is the path chose me or I chose the path. That's always a question. Because growing up, my dad always said that you were born with the business skills. It's in your genes. It's in your DNA to understand business and business challenges. But learn something which is not there. Learn a skill which is going to add value to your genetical gifts. So science was always that brainy part that, okay, you go, you're a girl. I was born in Pakistan. So in that culture, it was more secure career to be in science, to be a nurse or a doctor or engineer. So that's the path I followed. And my dad said that don't worry about that, whether you should follow the path or path should follow you. It's intertwined. You're going to discover it. So my journey from every aspect from my dad is my life coach. I always say that he's, he's the greatest man was taught me a lot about life and I give all the credits to him for making me a great life coach because I've been coached by him. And the second coach is my husband. So I always say I have two great men around me <laughs> and they coach me. So yeah, from there, life led me to a different path. And then I educated myself into coaching education, got myself real structured education about coaching. Coaching is all about process, that how processes and systems are made in companies or individually, personal, professional, or environmental. Everywhere, um, I wanted to master the skill having to have the knowledge about the science and energy. How do I implement this into my genetical gifts, which is, which is business? So if I am gifted with understanding of business, how do I utilize this to the max capacity? So for me, it was very, very interesting that what did I learn in science? What did I learn about energy? And what is it about business? How are they interlinked? How they're connected? How they're intertwined? Everything is connected. So that's what my interest. And then it led to a lot of education so it's been 15 years. I always worked, learned, worked, learned. I never stopped learning. I continuously learn what was required by my clients. How would I add value to their lives? So I went on and on about it, and I still am. It's just my passion. It excites me how to motivate people and how to re-energize you. Because um, energy is, you can see energy as a physical energy that you can exercise and you can eat healthy, and that's physical energy. Mental energy that you think well and mindfulness and creating positive thoughts. Emotional energy is about your feelings, your passion. And the spiritual energy is about awareness. So it's all segments. In on my TED talk, I mentioned about the four wheels of life. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Aligned Living by Nadia Manji. It talks about four wheels and the Ferrari example of life. And if your life is a car like Ferrari, and if you don't have wheels, how would your life be? So that's how purpose found me, I would say that, and me finding the purpose along the journey. 
Do you think that I've got so many places to go? <laughs> Gosh. I told you we could spend a whole day yes, here, and definitely. the listeners will enjoy because of the knowledge, right? Certainly. The knowledge is very interesting to listen to. Certainly, this the, this may be kind of an esoteric question, but do you think that? finding your purpose or the purpose finding you is really the same thing? Well, that's is what I said. My dad said that to me, path will find you or you find the path. It's don't question it. Try and be logical in esoteric world or in the energy world. Logic doesn't function. You got to bring the esoteric knowledge and understanding into the logic. If I could hold you there then for a second, just in the in the interest of my own selfishness, because I'm very logical. What what can a very and this is a very logical question to ask, what can very logical people who think mm-hmm. linearly, what can they do to open up the doors, I guess, within their own mind or perhaps within their own body to allow that energy to flow, as it were? I think the main thing I would answer, and you you will agree, however logical you are, whether it's business or life, is fear. The, the four-letter word is about that unknown, fear of the unknown. Why do I want to go to the side which I don't know anything about? I always referred the chemical, um, the chemistry lab to that. Before the experiment, you just know the ingredient. You really don't know. You're going to mix these this much, and you're going to mix this much, and you're going to create a chemical reaction. So you already have the measurements, and these are like how we lead life as well. Measurable goals, measurable tasks, targets, how we want to lead our lives. When it comes to esoteric, since you're diving there, bringing that esoteric world doesn't work with measurements. Can you measure air? Can you measure oxygen? How much are you inhaling and exhaling? No. Exactly. So, but it's still logic that it exists. You know when you don't have enough air. You know when you don't have enough air. So you know when you're not on the right path. You know something is not right. So these are the depths of life. That the more you get self-aware, the awareness, the more you work with a person, the coach who can mentor you to that level. I was really fortunate that my parents really gave me that. I mean, there's always a positive and, and the negative side of our upbringing. So the positive side of my parents' parenting was always about faith. But at the same time, the interesting thing was to watch my father go through his downfalls and up leaps and bounce in business with his faith was the most fascinating thing for me to watch. How did he manage to go down and come back up? How did he do that? And being a logical kid in that era that you always want science to prove every reaction. We just want evidence. We just are hungry for evidence. Once once it's re- once it's searched, we research. So we want we want proofs. So esoteric does not have proof, but it's felt. That's called energy. Vibrations. You're never going to go with the naked eye, but when you close your eyes, you feel. World's most profound experiences are felt, are not seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. I want to actually segue back to something that you said earlier, and I, I'd like to dive in a little bit deeper on that. You had mentioned when you were a kid or when you were when you were going through uh, almost, well, university as well, you were always asking the why question. Mm-hmm. And so... Very relatable. <laughs> I always ask the why <laughs> question. And so it's funny because the when you're the person that asks the why question, authority doesn't always agree with you. 
right? And you're always kind of pushing up against people. And that can make you feel like a bit of an outlier. And I know that when when you and I started to get to know each other, one of the first things that you said to me was, I've always felt like I'm struggling to fit in. And so to build on that and where you're at now, do you still feel like you're not fitting in? And and if you feel like you're not fitting in, is that actually a benefit in what you do? Because you you work with a lot of people who would consider themselves to be high performers and you would consider them to be high performers. So it's very it would be honest to say that those people don't really fit in. So how does how does that all work for you now and, and what that means for you in terms of fitting in? So fitting in was the pain about coming from different backgrounds, growing up in Pakistan with the limited structural boundaries. And that's how that culture works. I have no complaints because it has its plus and minus. I always see the both. So the plus side was learning the values and the minus side was you you don't have freedom. So having to come from that culture, not having English as my first language, but studied in English, uh, all my subjects and uh, knowledge is always, my education was always in English, but still that's not my first language. So they're moving to Kenya, which is a society of, so you leave your friends, you leave your connections behind and you move to another continent where you don't know really a lot of people, just basic, you can count them on fingertips that these are the people I know. And then you're reconnecting again and trying to mold yourself into that culture so you can fit in and then coming to Canada. And then again, this race starts that, okay, now I need to fit into Canadian mindset. How do Canadians think? So this battle is that from the professional point of view. From the personal point of view was the battle that people not always click. We don't have the rapport with them. Or I was an intuitive child, so was scared of being labeled that, oh, she's different or she's woo-woo or she doesn't. She knows more than me, so outcast her. So there were two or a couple of different segments that I had to fight myself within. But now what I say is super important to myself. And I say this every day and I think your um, listeners will benefit that if you try to fit in, you don't stand out. So don't try to fit in. Be you. And that's very liberating for me. And that's why I understood that people are wired to fit in, wired to to find the belongingness. And I help people rewire. That's my program. Rewire. Everything about me is about rewire. How was I wired and how I'm wired now? Life gives us chance, opportunities, lessons to rewire ourselves. And we need to understand who we are and how do we break through the conditioning of the culture, society, or the genetical wiring. That how do we break through that? So it's very interesting. We evolve every day. Every day of our lives, if you're not evolving, then you're not doing something. Like you're not reflecting. You're, you're still just living robotic life. So fitting in has given me a lot of power to stand out. That's very, very interesting. <laughs> Gosh, you're, you're really making me think about a lot of things right now. And that's, that's awesome. Using that maybe as a starting point, because I'd like to know what, what happens when you're starting to work with somebody new? What, mm-hmm. what do you do as a starting point? Because if, if the goal is to, yeah, rewire, what? Take me through kind of an initial consultation with somebody. You know, you get on, do you get on the phone? Do you have a Zoom conversation like we're kind of doing right now? 
how do you bridge the gap to find out if you guys are going to be able to work together and then you're going to be able to help them? What What does the starting point look like for, for you and a client? So one of the things, uh, Doug, is that, I, as I mentioned initially when we started our conversation, that I've been very spoiled with the referral mm-hmm. clientele when we initially when we were catching up before our podcast started. So having to have a referral, the person already knows what they're coming for. They've already been referred to that this lady helped me I am living a much better life now. I have a better understanding of myself, my business or my family or my environment, everything I have better understanding. So they have kind of an idea that what exactly they're coming for. So if you want to know yourself, that's your first goal. If you want to come to me and you're coming with the blame strategy that the whole world is against you, you'll find it hard to work with me because I'm going to let you see the reflection of your own self. So I, the rewire program is to wire you or rewire you the way you wired and I help you rewire so you can understand yourself. So what are your, where are you stuck? Where are you lost? Where are you confused? We have different, we are multifaceted beings. We are complicated. Human beings are very complicated. So one area you figure out. So every area of your life I like to look at. And then from there, in the discovery session, I talk to you. I ask you some really important questions about every area of your life. And I want to understand your wiring. How are you wired? How are you playing the game? Whether it's your business, whether it's the boardroom, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your relationship with your peers or parents or your children. How are you wired? And how are you performing? Because there's a level you reach. We always want more. We always want to do better. Today I'm here, I want to do better. Which area of your life you want to grow? It's specific. It's very customized by each client. So there are there is a six steps program that I have created. And I take my clients through that journey. And end of the day, after going through those six steps, you spend a day with me. You actually discover yourself and understand yourself better that this is how I'm playing. This is how I'm wired. And I want to rewire myself to do better. So you get more energy, high performance, better decision making, um, quick problem solving, simplifying things. Make it simple. So that's how I take you through the process. Would you say, and this may be an overarching general statement, but what would you say are, because you've been doing this for 15 years now, Mm -hmm. there's got to be common things that people are coming up against what would you say are the things that most people when they come to you are are struggling with because there's commonalities across cultures of course and so i'm just i I wonder what you know what are the things that people come to you with and and you're just like oh here's that thing again Mm -hmm. what are those things so this is a very very good question here's the thing that when you start working with people you attract any, any profession, any race, any, any kind of people are coming to you. But when I look back, I have most of my clients are business owners or executives. So from that angle, if you're asking that somebody is an entrepreneur who wants to make big or somebody is executive who wants to make every area of his life balance or trying to align his life or rewire challenges what he's going through. Um, common things is always fear of the unknown. Fear of failure and anxiety and stress. 
So if you look at the business owners or entrepreneurs, their anxiety levels are different than a college or uh, university student or a um, housewife or a house dad or, or a person on uh, what you call this common man. Business anxiety is not the same as life anxiety. They're two different segments. So it depends what you're asking me. If you're asking me from business perspective, yes, I can tell you that this is what they go through. And personal, they go through different. And end of the day, I always say that personal and professional life is like a pair of socks. Can you wear one green, one red? No. You want to wear the same socks unless you're following the fashion. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> but usually a pair of socks is a pair of socks. It's together. Right? So it's a personal and professional and that makes them a pair. So it depends what you're asking. The common problems is always about failure. My, what I've really seen, and I also ask people, or perhaps I feel really bad or sad, that why do people major success with money? That's one question. Like I always ask myself when I'm working with them. Oh, I want to be successful. What success means to you? Money, better car, better house, travel, holidays. I never hear someone saying that success is that I know myself. Success is that I know whatever happens to my life, I can come up. Success is that I know my inner world and I know how to cope with the outer world. Because if you have those tools, those tools which have made me survive and from not having the dime to earning six figures and crossing that is, is, is something. I don't measure my success with numbers, but... Yeah, people see that. People want to know what you're doing. What are you doing right? And I say that I have a good relationship with energy. My energy. So common problems is all about fear, fear of fear. Fear is the word, four-letter word. It's always popping up. Fear of failing, fear of making mistakes, anxiety about the future. This is all, it runs throughout in anyone's mind, ask a business owner when he wakes up in the morning, what's the first thing he's thinking about? If your business is going well and you have a set organization, of course, you're going to meditate. Of course, you're going to write your affirmations. Of course, you're going to write your journal. But if your business is going through challenges, are you really going to think about meditation at that time, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? It's like if you're sitting in a seminar with Tony Robbins and you get a call that you have a loss of $100,000, you will not remember Tony Robbins. You're going to rush to your office. And that's when you need tools. You can listen to affirmations every day. You can practice good, positive 5 a.m. club practice, which are great if you are aware of yourself. What is it that you're really looking for? So my program is really emphasizing on, on customizing individual. I don't generalize. For me, it's very important that I spend quality time with my client. I don't write to just send programs that, okay, go through the online program and you're sorted. I'm very specialized in that. So people who are really looking for that connection, People who are really looking to work with a mentor and coach who can actually make them see why they're going through this. This is what they need. This is where they will go and willing to invest on themselves. I am the go-to person. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. Maybe again, a generalization, but what kind of timeline do you see with people when they step in the door to their growth 
do you find people really get stuck in the first month or whatever it may be? And then there's a breakthrough in, in three months. I, I don't know. I, I'm just really curious and I'm really interested in this, in what it is that you do. That's why we're having this conversation. So what kind of a timeline do people look at when, when they're starting to look through? This is obviously a lifelong process of getting to know yourself and becoming more aware. But once mm-hmm. they start with you to where they start to really see some results and then go, hey, I got to tell other people about what Hattie is doing. This is fantastic, right? How, well, there, how there's a take? variety of people that some people, I have a one-day program that you spend a day with me, which leads to three months coaching or six months or a year, depending on which areas you want to grow. So I have all success stories about people who have done one day and they signed up for three months, then they went into six months and then they did a year program. And then I reduce. It's not like you have to be with me all the time. So if you start three months, your weekly sessions, then it goes into biweekly, then it goes into once a month, and then it goes into once in three months, then once in six months, and then you're gone. And then you come back when you find, but you get enough resources So I have this 30-day program for environment, like you start and you double your profits. 30 days, work with me and see where your life changes. Environmental. I don't start working with anyone if they're not really aware of the environment and energies. Where are they sleeping? What are they doing? How are they? What is the flow of energy in their outer world? It's very important to me. And then from there, we go into inner world. There's some people who start with the inner journey and then they go into the outer world to make changes. And there are some people who do work with me, the outer world, and then they end up working in the internal world. So it's retention. Like I have mostly all my clients with me for years and now it's becoming a challenge that I can't be available for everyone. So I want to start um, uh, creating programs where I can teach people how to coach. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of the things that you notice in environments that need to be changed like how do you go into someone's house let's say let's say you walk into a house or you walk into an office well there's there's yeah, two what? ways of looking at one is the ancient knowledge and one is the intuitive part so have you noticed that when you go to a, a public place or a restaurant or even in a seminar that you're sitting somewhere and you just don't feel right yeah like, i don't want to sit here like i want to get up and go somewhere else it doesn't feel right Or you'll say that, oh, this place does not feel right to me. I'm not going to eat here. Now, that's your instincts, your intuition, your intuitive intelligence telling you, signal that you don't belong here or you shouldn't be here. This is not the right place. And that's sometimes people say gut, but my gut told me not to go there. So that's where being highly intuitive, I use that intuitive skill to measure. And there's ancient knowledge, which is uh, from ancient cultures of China, Chinese culture, which is feng shui, or Indian culture, that they have so much knowledge about the structural, that how to create a successful structure in in any environment. So I use that. So what happens is that you can be working with the greatest coach. You can be running the greatest programs, but you're still not succeeding the way you want. Why? So that's why I come in with your personal, professional, and environmental. If you see on my website, I'm sure you've seen that, that I do that. Environment is very important aspect in my coaching. I don't compromise on that. You have to, you have to face success. You have to uh, make sure your growth is really taken care of. You have to make sure your relationships are good, your health. Every area, I have this 
nine um, step compass success compass I've created that I give you that you follow that compass and yeah you you're good you're good to go mm-hmm. you're good to go and you know that okay this is after recently I had this uh, testimonial this guy was uh, really struggling in his business very positive guy super energetic when you meet him so motivated came for coaching and said Nadia I don't know why I'm doing all this what you're talking about where am I stuck like why am I not moving we just made few changes in his environment and he doubled up his business simple I'm curious what did you shift <laughs> certain areas for his sitting uh certain colors uh balancing the elements around him what is good for you is not necessarily is good for other person so individually design your program that this is what you require to be successful in your environment energy as i said that you have a physical energy mental energy emotional energy spiritual energy and environmental energy i cover all for me you have to tick all and i'm stubborn to make you successful mm i like that that's, that's a great goal. that's a great statement i'm stubborn to make you successful yeah that's what is coming on my website by the way very good i'm stubborn to make you successful there is no compromise for success working with me till you don't succeed i don't leave you i am just on your head <laughs> <laughs> i just say no 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 this has to work no 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 this has to work i make sure you must watch the testimonials which are coming now uh, video testimonials we have done and it's amazing how people have expressed their life experience when they worked and they're all from all race and um, age uh, they are housewives or they are architects or the business owners they are executives of oil and gas they will put their their um, experience with me it's very interesting to see and i was really emotional when i saw that that really this is what you received is really passionate and very their families became better you know we we want to cover we want to have a look at all the areas where you can become better mm-hmm. so the stubborn coach you want that's when you come to me <laughs> <laughs> well that that ties in nicely nadia with this term work life balance you know i mm-hmm. hear this a lot from a lot of different sources and a lot of people have different takes on it and things like that you know you you cover this in in your talk a little bit um which i'm i'm going to include the link to in the show notes here so if people want to go check that out i highly recommend it then they can go uh click the link there it's in the show notes and and they can know what we're talking about but let's dive into it a little bit here work life balance from everything you're saying here this i get the sense that just it's it's all one and the same for you. Mm-hmm. And so could you expand a little bit on on what you think of of this term and how it manifests in in the work that you do with your clients? The work life balance part? Sure. For that is the interesting part is that I wrote a book which mentions uh, researching for balance. Mm-hmm. It tells about my story, what I went through and how I had lost balance all over after the accident which I almost died and we can talk about it but you have asked me for work life balance work life balance is not about schedule and timing according to me to me it's about how you manage your priorities how you manage your sacrifices and how you manage your compromises these are the three segments you have to manage according to me because there's no love, there is nothing like work life balance you can't be everywhere so you're trying to see 
somewhere I want to catch this. Be present. It's all about the now. So theoretically, check what you're sacrificing. Where do you need to compromise? And what are you sacrificing, right? Prioritize. Prioritize your sacrifices. Then you can know that this is where I want to put my time, money, and energy. But if you look at it, how the work-life balance comes, it's all about present. If you're working work, manage your project, multitask your project, not your attention. Multitask projects, don't multitask your attention. Be present in everything what you do. I'm with you. This is my 90 minutes. I made sure my kids, everybody is there. This is my time. This is my time for the listeners who are going to make time on to listen to your podcast. It's about you. It's about the person you're serving. It's about people know if you're not present. You, can, you could have picked it up straight away if I'm not right for this podcast or if I'm not putting my energy into this or if I'm not excited about it. You can sense it. You're the best judge of that, that how present I am with you, that you perhaps would not want to finish this podcast. <laughs> you would say, okay, let's go well, on. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like going along with the flow, being present in that moment, making that person feel connection happens when we are present. Mm -hmm. That ties in actually with something that is certainly a problem for myself and, and that's the technology distractions that are associated with everything that you're actually talking about. You know, if, if you're going to focus on work, focus on work, but yet here we could be sitting down doing this and, you know, my, my phone is off right now, but well, see, so you can, I don't know, I, I click on it and I can see things have happened. Mm -hmm. So what, I don't know, it'd be as simple as just putting your phone away, you know, but like, it's so easy to get bombarded and distracted by these other things that come up. Are there some things that we can just put in place that you recommend for people that, that you're working with to say, here's how you focus on a particular area at a particular time so that you can stay present? I think it really does boil down to, to rewiring yourself, as you had mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. See, presence is connected to control. We are very control uh, seekers. All of us, we want things in control. So technology has given that additional control that now we can control our, our surroundings, our messages, our world is controlled by digital connections. So if you take away that control, you're indulging yourself into it. Right? It's, it's like an addiction. It's an indulgence. That if I'm not indulging in this, I am not secure. I'm not in a safe place. So we connect our security with the phone, that we are connected to the world through our phones. And that's where we take away our focus. Because once we put our focus into doing something, we do not remember what we're doing. So today, right now, you're doing your podcast. And if I am talking about something which is really exciting you, you're not going to waver. You wouldn't go to your phone. So the brain wants that control, that understanding that I'm safe. So if you are going to give the power to the digital gadget to keep you feel safe, then humans will have no values in your life. Mm, I really liked what, when we were at the that event together that we, we met, we were listening to Bo Eason. One of the most captivating speakers and presenters I've ever seen. 
And I really liked what he said and how he measures his performance is by, I want nobody to take their eyes off of me. I don't want a single person to leave the room to go to the bathroom for the next two hours. That's my goal. If I'm really good at what I do, nobody's leaving this room and they won't be able to take their eyes off me. Do you think that we need to have something that drives us so thoroughly that that's what our work and, and our priorities um, draw from us? that we can't take their eyes off them? It's very intentionary based. I would look at it. What's your intention behind that? If you don't want people to leave the room, it's like there's no difference between you and then this Facebook or gadget to get it. Facebook doesn't want you to take eyes off. They are extremely good at that. Yeah. And even all the gadgets, all the electronics or sports, they don't want your eyes off. That's where intention is very important to me. I'm person of intention. I don't want people to be there to listen to my story. I want them to relate to themselves that should be holding them with me. So if listeners are listening to me today, it should connect with them. It should connect to their story that how, how do they apply their energies? How do they connect to their lives? How do they connect to their projects or their passion? How am I connecting to me? How do I know me? If I'm going to give this power to somebody else, to listen to them for two hours, it's going to end after that person leaves. I want that to be the ongoing thing. I will add to uh, Bo's statement that I, I want to be part of your life. I want to be the inspiration of your life. I'm not here that you buy my programs. I'm here that genuinely, genuinely, if you want to make your life better, then look out. There's a lot which will help you. Don't just give up. So if your intention is to have their attention on you, it's you oriented, then that's your intention. And my intention is people oriented. My attention is people that my eyes should not go off my people. Whatever, I'm stubborn to make it successful. I just told you, it's intention. So how you grow as a person, it's like I was a very young mom. I, I married at 20. I had I was 23-year-old with two little kids, and I did not know. All I knew how to connect with them and sit with them in, in that nice African atmosphere, tropical atmosphere and uh, environment and play with the sand and sand pit. It's a connection that you make an intention. What do I want? Did I want my child's attention on me or was my attention on my child? So if your question is from the energy perspective, that's my answer. Awesome. So speaking on that, we've kind of talked a little bit about distractions. And of course, we're, we're circling around energy for, for those who are maybe sensitive to energies. I think we all are mm -hmm. at varying levels. I think we all are. How can people protect themselves from the unbalancing nature of energy that doesn't actually serve your purpose, i.e. a phone that rings off and you get bad news or, you know, how you're hanging out on the train or on, you're on a bus or you walk by somebody on the street and you just, something just doesn't feel right. How do you protect yourself from that kind of energy that, so that you can stay in, stay in your space and stay positive and stay moving towards what you want to move towards? 
see, there's a, this question has various meanings. Like I'm multifaceted. So I tell you, like I come up with so many meanings mm -hmm. from that. So if you're saying that I don't want to get involved with the world's noise, I want to put focus on my thing. You could even look at that same question as disconnection. You don't want to know anything about others. You want to know about yourself. But at the same time, when you're coming from that, how do I literally push what is not required by my energy field? See, we're all magnetic, right? We are the magnets. We have the magnetic field, according to physics, we all have around us. So your magnetic field, just imagine this analogy, okay? That you have this magnetic field around you and everything outside is the metal. It's going to be pulled towards the magnet, right? So the good news, bad news, whichever kind of the metal is going to come your way. And you are the strong magnet, which is going to carry all that. How do you protect yourself when you are magnetic? So it's what kind of a magnet you are, where you are going, what kind of metal you want to attract. You cannot avoid unavoidable circumstances. If you're going on the road and there is an accident, that's not bad energy. That's humanity. There are choices that you could call police, you could call fire brigade, or you could send a good intention that universe source, please help them. I'm not able to help. That's the real you. That's the real human beings we are. Negativity is when, when you indulge into other people's problems. Negativity is that when you really go and, and get absorbed into the drama. Negativity is that where you say that, oh, I am going to, oh, did you hear this? This person is doing this. That's what we go on the news and we're looking, oh, this person made this many millions. Oh, I am really hitting my head here or working so hard I'm not making. That's negativity. That's their purpose. Whatever they are doing, get inspired, but that's not, don't let this become your reality. So understand the difference between the positive and negative. You can't say helping someone is negative, right? But yes, standing there bitching about someone or talking bad about someone or gossiping someone, yes, that's negative because that doesn't add value. So it's all comes down to choice. Recently, I was on a billionaire's panel in LA. I was invited to the conference and I even told you the panel's worth was quite big, $4.6 billion. And the great question I was asked there is that how important it is to have a life coach or a business coach for an executive or uh, high professionals. And I say that one question I'm asked all the time, how do I manage stress and anxiety in my life and business? That's the most common question asked. And the answer to that question is that stress and anxiety is inevitable. But how you handle, manage, and respond is a choice. So having a coach of your choice, which you really require, helps you to grow and succeed in the direction you're supposed to go. And that's positive energy. That's when you stay. This, this noise, this all, is choice. Choice is the most powerful word. How you handle, manage, and respond is a choice. And that's what got me a lot of applause up apparently that people said yeah that's so powerful you cannot avoid that they are going to be people who are complainers they are going to be people who are blamers how are you going to manage that how are you going to change the whole world no how you manage handle and respond is a choice so if you know this is something that is not for you how do i manage myself in this circumstance or the situation in these circumstances how am i going to dive into this world, shielding myself. And I'm not going to talk about, you know, this white light and all that. Though I believe in it, I practice it. 
But I will tell you, make that intention so damn strong, so damn strong that nothing can penetrate but good. And I help people create that. That's my passion. Wow. To deal with stress, you mentioned there, it's in your management, it's in your response, it's in how you deal with it, not the fact that it comes up. And I think maybe that would be be a good place if you're comfortable to to talk about it. Um, you had gone through a, a near death experience when when you were younger, and well, obviously when you were younger. <laughs> uh, no, not when we were, I was younger. Actually, it happened last year, 2018. Oh, it was recent. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't I didn't have that detail um, because you haven't read the book. <laughs> no, I have not. I have not read the book. To be perfectly honest, but. Uh, that of uh, is obviously uh, an incredibly stressful thing to have to deal with. And then you went in and you've written a book since. And, and I'm obviously, now that we have a timeline between the two, that's, that's great to kind of put some of the pieces together that I had. Can you dive into how that experience is now helping you in what you're doing and now how you're helping people with, with the coaching and, and working with your clients? Because there's, I don't think there's a bigger stress than having to go through something like that. And then yes, come out the other trauma. side. It's trauma that how trauma exists. And it made me realize that what exactly it means to be disconnected. So you could be, you could be the cat, the person or the, you can fall into the category of leapfrogging or crying over spilled milk. So when things happen to you, you could be uh, one of the people like who would sit and cry over spilled milk. Like, why did this happen to me? Um, this shouldn't have happened to me. I'm a good person. I haven't done anything wrong. Why this happened to me? So you're crying over spill milk, right? Or you're going to be leapfrogging. Well, this has happened. Let's get on. Let's move on. It's life. Let's jump. These are the two places we land when we are traumatized. Either we are stuck or we leapfrog. In my case, I leapfrogged. I didn't really acknowledge what was happening to me. I just said, oh, it's okay, life, I'm strong, I'm tough enough. Until when I reached the flight is when I realized that what really had happened to me, I never processed. And what I go through in that journey, I've written in my book, Searching for Balance, how hard it was for me to reconnect. I couldn't stop crying on that flight. I'm even emotional right now because it was hard it was very hard how do you show up for everyone but you can't show up for yourself that means you're showing off so I was showing off I'm good I can deal with it with the fear that if people know that I'm the coach I should have them the right mechanism for for coping. Why am I complaining? So that facade, which I had built for myself, that broke after that accident. And coming back from Kenya, well, obviously, I will not go into the detailed story, but I will definitely go into this uh, aspect that coming back on that flight was, was hard. I just couldn't understand what was happening to me. My body was aching, how the pain was talking to me, how vulnerable I was. How I have led my life, it was like screen going through all the scenes going through in front of me. Uh, you could have died, man. 
Where, what are you doing with your life? You're just living for everybody else. And that doesn't mean that you don't help other people, but don't forget to help yourself. So reconnecting was the hardest element for me. Coming back, I was just doing the normal thing, same robotics. I'll wake up, I'll do things, and then I'll sit, I'll sit on the sofa, on the couch, and it's just sit and look around the walls that something is missing. That was weird. And then I got this call from TEDx that I've been um, nominated. I have to speak. What's the topic? Balance. Now, did I have balance at that time? Absolutely not. So I share my challenges in that book, how I went through the layers of doubt. And I didn't want to do this. I wanted to sabotage that. And no, I don't want to do it. And they said, well, these opportunities don't come all the time, man. You got to take it. So I went and when I was leaving the talk, it's a lot of people were really inspired and they came to me and they said, we really felt good what you did there. You know, we felt really connected. And do you have a book on this? And of course I didn't. <laughs> so leaving, leaving that place, I said, okay, time to write a book. November 23rd last year, TEDx happened. I leave, I get to my place and I said, I'm going to write a book. And then I started writing, writing, writing. I didn't stop. I didn't stop because there was so much coming out. And from the time of the accident, in June 2018, April 2019, in nine months, I delivered a book. So when you put your mind to something and when you align with something, you will do it. Then it doesn't matter whether it's time, energy, money, people, whatever you do. So that's how it affected me that I wasn't connecting. When I started writing, it was very smooth till chapter five. But when I went into the further chapters down, I discovered it was hard to write because I wasn't connecting to myself, to my pain. And when I did that, I, I discovered something unique. Were those the major issues and emotions that you really had to work through in order to finally create the product that you wanted to? Or did you come up against some other things that you didn't think would come out of the writing process? Because it, it can in some ways be, be very therapeutic to write out such a full story, mm -hmm. right? It was amazing. Writing that through, it was the biggest achievement in the project that I, I finished. I had a habit of reading book that I would read the beginning and the ending and the middle I will not. This is the book I said I read to the T three times <laughs> before getting published. So that was the biggest achievement for me, the breakthrough that I can finish things. That was the biggest breakthrough that I had writing this book. What I discovered about my strength that how, what are my strengths that I can share with the world and be authentic with myself. And that's where this rewire was always there, but it got the purpose. And I'm soon um, putting up the second edition of my book. So that will be coming at the first anniversary of my book. You'll have the second edition where I've put more stuff and added more knowledge to my product. Mm -hmm. Has this experience changed uh, your relationship to death and what kind of motivation it perhaps gives you? My relationship with death changed because it was that moment that nothing is in your control. Like every moment is about control for us. 
Mine was always positive control, like healthy cholesterol and bad cholesterol. I talk about healthy control and unhealthy controls. I was always about healthy control. But I learned nothing is in control. You can plan everything. But one moment of your life can flip everything. We kind of started out there actually with, you know, just before you got on the show here, you had received a, an almost, well, a random call from somebody in Australia and potentially somebody that you could be working with, right? And so now that you're, you're traveling around the world and you're, you're working with people in person, I would just be curious to know, how is it that all these connections are being made? Is it, you're in Kenya, you're in Canada, you're down in Los Angeles, you're in Australia. I, I have a joke with you. Where haven't you been, Nadia? <laughs> right? And, <laughs> and I just so true. You know, and I give all the credits to people I work with. They spread it like hell. Like they talk about me. I owe my success to my people. They have really believed in me. They've worked at and played at a hundred percent to transform their lives. They've played at 100%. So all my connections or people referring me to one after the other, one after the other, please help this person, please help this person, made me believe more in myself. And it's been the journey like since 15 years that people have appreciated the intuitive work, equally the work I'm doing now as a coach, that both have been really well appreciated that they just say, okay, talk to this, just talk to this woman. She's going to help you. She helped me. And very willing, like even when I just threw out that anybody who would like to give testimonials, like just had nine, 10 people just, oh yeah, me, 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 why not? Like how many people can get help from your work? Like, of course we are ready to help you. But that's amazing to see and how energy works. It's intention, dog. I'm telling you, whoever will listen to this, I'm telling you, put your intention clean, be authentic. Don't come from the place of lack. Don't come from the place of jealousy. Help people. It comes back. It definitely comes back. Never worry about how I'm going to make the money. Just believe you're going to make the money. Hmm. I know we can go on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <ya. laughs> but I, I, I want to be respectful of your time, and I and I, I sure want to make worries. and I want to make sure that we're keeping people engaged in the conversation. And so I, I think that's a good place to just to to park. I've got. Three questions that I always ask of, of my guests, and I know we've covered a lot of them here through the course of conversation. Um, the name of the podcast being Grow, Give, and Expand is kind of an in intention that I have that I've worked through. And so for yourself, in terms of growing, giving, and expanding, with question number one, what would be your current area of focus for growing, both personally and professionally? Self-awareness. Totally self-awareness. You want to be the greatest leader? Become self-aware. Be aware of your actions. Be aware of your words. Be aware of your choices. Self-aware. Work with the people who are vibrating that energy. Then life becomes fulfilling. Mm. Awesome. Question two. What's one of the gifts that you're gladly giving right now? I know obviously you do a lot of work with people through the coaching, but... Outside of that, what's something that you really enjoy giving? Connection. Anywhere I've gone, people connect with me, and that's my goal. 
the what I say that I want to run this um, uh, movement is connect me movement. That's my calling. Connect me movement. So for me, it's connection is that I give. Anybody who connects with me feels like they're connected. And that's what I like giving and taking. It's not about what you made me eat or what you gave me as a gift. It's about how we connected. Did we connect well? Me and you did. You remembered me from that um, workshop. I'm sure you met a lot of people, but we made a connection. And you experienced how we got connected on the table. And it was your, uh, you told me you connected us. <laughs> Remember mm -hmm. you told me when we talked. Mm -hmm. So connection, that's what I give. Wherever I go, I give connection to people. Yeah, and I just want to maybe I want to add on to that for for mutual <laughs> benefit. What was what was really interesting about our meeting is that we we met in a uh, an event that in a lot of ways was also a competition that was very highly contested amongst people but you didn't want to say it because everybody's dream is at, is at stake in a lot of ways. And so you don't want to trample on the, anybody else's dream but you also really want to support yourself. It's kind of this odd catch 22. I want to see other people do well, but hey man, I'm here to win it, right? And what was really unique about uh, what you had done at our table was we all recognized that everybody really wanted this. And and you just said, hey, you know, the winner's already been chosen here. Whoever is going to whoever is in line and is destined to be on that stage will be there. So we have a duty to each other to support and whoever gets chosen they were meant to be there and i just thought wow that really just the whole table just kind of sunk and we were all like you know what yeah let's just let's just get to know each other and, and whoever's going to win is going to win and what was so unique about that was when we got into the larger group circle the five, we had five people at our table. Yeah, five people at our table. And the group circle that we had was probably about 50. And I would argue that we had the top five speakers in our group circle. Absolutely. And it was, it was so interesting because when we all had, you know, the, the line had gone and then it got to, uh, it got to, uh, oh, I forget her name, gosh. It got to the one lady and she showed up and I was just like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? <laughs> and then I went and then Jay went and then you went and then Jennifer went and it went from like a tension filled circle to a like, oh my gosh, five people just showed up and, and you, you felt it. It, it changed. Yeah. And then there were some yes. other people on the way who were, you know, very good, but oh my goodness, our table is just like out of control. Good. You know why, right? <laughs> and because I think it was because we came place. together. We came from the place of showing up our best. Mm -hmm. We came from the place that is not about winning. It's about learning. We came from the place of the uniqueness that who we were. And that's what was important for me to be on that table. Otherwise, I would have left the table. I was pretty okay to leave the table. Right? Yeah. And the lady who um, said I was her choice, I mentioned to you, remember? Mm -hmm. And she said that you will know why. And later on, I met with someone and then they say that people who were chosen, they didn't speak there. They actually spoke there to introduce a speaker. So it just worked out well that that wasn't the path. That wasn't the path because the goal is to be in front of the people to give the message. Yes. 
So when I found that and I said, see, I was aligned. I knew. I knew that what it is for. And that's where I believe that connecting people to purpose is much more important than than in preaching yourself that how good you are, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, def- good. I definitely appreciate the connection that was able to be made there at that table. Thank you. The last question here. So, mm-hmm. so thinking big picture and, and projecting yourself into the future, how do you see yourself really expanding your life and the lives of others through both your personal and professional work? My programs. Anyone who will connect with me, anyone who will work with me, not only them, but their families, their peers, their professional groups or their companies will grow. That's the goal. As I said, I'm stubborn to make you successful. Mm, that's definitely going on the promo. <laughs> <laughs> I am stubborn to make you successful. There is no compromise for that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get passion. I get really passionate about that. When you succeed, there is nothing more. It's a very nurturing energy, I think. So it's like, if you ask your mother, what would she say? Or what, if you ask your father, what would she say? There's nothing more exciting than ex- seeing you succeed, right? Mm-hmm. So... Coach is like that guide in your life. If your coach is not passionate about you, if the coach is passionate about earning money, then I wish you good luck. (laughs) Coach has to be so passionate about your success that when you succeed, he feels like, oh my God, look at that. So my goal um, in the world is to make one person successful who can lead their families to be successful or their businesses or their teams and i'm telling you 99 percent of people i've told you if i start with the environment i end up going to their personal i end up going to their families i end up going to their businesses i end up going to their teams if they start with the business they take me to home i do their family dynamics i do everything there's rarely like i felt somebody who disconnected if they connect at the first point they end the game and there's always it's a 15 years of content duck so 15 years of original content, meeting the, like if I do the math, I must have met over 50, 60,000 people and coached them. That's a lot. So knowing that much, having that capacity to connect with people and then delivering it at that level consistently, it definitely adds content. It's not a learned content. It's an experienced content that this is exactly what you need. This is where the successful people have made it. This is how people have come out of their problems. And I have proven methods. So that's where it goes. So that's my big goal, big picture, that if I come in your life, your family, your business, your health, your environment, everything flourishes. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, Nadia, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your, your day and your schedule to Come on the podcast. This has been absolutely fantastic. I I thoroughly enjoy our conversation every time we get a chance to chat. And I'm sure everybody who's going to listen to this is is going to have some thoughts and have some questions <laughs> to ask themselves. And and I'm sure be become a little bit more self-aware of how they're mm-hmm. walking through their life and perhaps their business as well. So thank you yeah, very much. They can, they can uh, follow me on Rewire Your Life on Facebook or reach out to me on uh, 
Facebook. And if they have something they've liked or they want to ask more, they're welcome to reach out. Certainly. Yeah, we'll, we'll include all the, the ways to reach out to you, Nadia, in the, in the show notes here so that if anybody does want to get in touch, they're more than welcome to. Your book, Searching for Balance, is available mm-hmm. on Amazon. Amazon. Amazon, yes. Yeah. So we'll include the link to that as well in the show notes. So Nadia, once again, thank you so much for joining me here on the Grow, Give, Expand podcast. Perhaps yeah. a round two in the future. Inshallah. I say inshallah. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, we'll definitely be there anytime. It was my pleasure. And therein ends the listen. Thank you once again to my guest, Nadia Manji, for taking the time to come on the show. If you want to connect with Nadia, you can do so by visiting her online at www.nadiamanji.com. That's N-A-D-I-Y-A-M-A-N-J-I.com. You can also reach out to her on Facebook at Rewire Your Life by Nadia Manji. That's at Rewire Your Life by Nadia Manji. All one word, no spaces, no dashes. You'll find everything you need to know there about her programs, about her website, and about how you can get in touch with her there. Her book, Searching for Balance, What a Near-Death Experience Taught Me About the Secret Formula for Success in Life and Business, is available on Amazon for purchase. And lastly, her talk from TEDx in Calgary can be viewed on YouTube. Simply search TEDx Aligned Living or simply search her name, Nadia Manji, and the talk will come up there as well. I highly recommend it. It's a short 13-minute talk and well worth the time. As we wrap up another edition of the show, I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time to listen to these episodes, applies what you're learning, and uses it to improve the quality of your life. This is the Grow, Give, Expand podcast, and I'm your host, Doug Myers. And until next time, keep growing, giving, and expanding.